Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. There is no fairness or decency in what these Republicans are doing. They have lied over and over about every aspect of my personal and professional life. So much so that their lies have become the false facts believed by too many people. No matter how many times it is debunked, they continue to insist that my father's support of Ukraine against Russia is the result of a non-existent bribe. They displayed naked photos of me during an oversight hearing. And they have taken the light of my dad's love, the light of my dad's love for me, and presented it as darkness. They have no shame. Says the man who didn't recognize his own daughter. That's one heck of a statement. Hunter Biden appearing in front of the Capitol where he decides deposition. I'm going to skip it. Game on to impeachment, children. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony. 833 468 8669. 833 got Tony. That is the number. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Representative Jim Jordan saying, eh, we're disappointed. We're disappointed you do it in an open format now, you're going to get you're going to get filibusters, you're going to get speeches, you're going to get all kinds of things. Uh, what we want is the facts. And the way you get the facts in every single de- uh, every single investigation I've been involved in is you bring people in for an interview behind closed doors where you can get those facts. And then, as the chairman said, we'd love for him to come public. Finally, I would say this. Uh, Mr. Biden's counsel and the White House have both argued that the reason he couldn't come for a deposition was because there wasn't a formal vote for an impeachment inquiry. Well, that's going to happen in a few hours. We think it's going to pass. We think the House of Representatives will go on record with a power that solely resides in the House to say we are in an official impeachment inquiry phase of our oversight. And when that happens, we'll see what their excuse is then. They should have been here today, but once we take that vote, we expect him to come in for a uh, for his interview, for his deposition. And frankly, uh, we'll also, I think, look at uh, contempt proceedings as we move forward. What Hunter Biden, for me, what Hunter Biden skipping the deposition today is the Democratic Party saying, go on, try the impeachment. We dare you. Remember, this is not a move that is legal. It doesn't matter what they say. This is a move that is political. That's what we're dealing with, the politics of it. And the Democrats feel that they can play that political game better than the Republicans. Uh, The ranking member laid out what's happening here quite clearly. Republicans do not have a case. And let's also remind everybody that this impeachment inquiry by the Republican Party has already begun in a public forum. They launched an impeachment inquiry without a House floor vote already. And their own witness, the own Republican witness, said that there are, from what he has seen, there are not grounds for an impeachment 
impeachment inquiry or rather, frankly, impeachment in general uh, of President Biden. But that has not deterred the Republican side from continuing to try to uh, force through a completely groundless and unsubstantiated, I won't even call it an investigation. I'll just call it an exercise in futility. Uh, That's exactly Representative Ocasio-Cortez, how we view the first impeachment of Donald Trump. Never mind the second impeachment of Donald Trump. There was no there there. There was a fever dream from Hillary Clinton. A phone call isn't an impeachable offense, you loon. You did it anyway. It doesn't matter if you call it an exercise in futility. Great Makes great talking point, but shouldn't stop the Republicans from moving forward. As I have argued repeatedly, Republicans certainly have enough to engage the inquiry. Does it matter that Hunter Biden doesn't think so? And in the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. But to suggest that is grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. There is no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. First, again, with the shameless, could you... Oh, you. Other people might be able to say this. You, Hunter Biden, no. Stop that. Hunter Biden is a sympathetic figure. Hunter Biden is decent American. Hunter Biden has turned his life around. Prove it. I want the proof that he turned his life around. I don't have that. He's still engaged in grifting. How about the selling of the artwork to Joe Biden friends who are clearly giving donations and gaining access to the White House? This was the concern from the very beginning. We know this is the case. What are we talking about? Why are we playing a game of pretend, of make-believe? But he said the words. My father was not financially involved in my business. They're putting the defense directly out there and not giving them any room to maneuver. How many checks will it take to prove that somehow your dad was involved in your business? Somehow he got a little taste. To engage a... uh, Sorry, this cough is just punching me in the face. How about we engage a little mafia parlance? He got a roast beef sandwich. He got a taste. A little something. What does 10% for the big guy mean other than my father was financially involved in my business? But he keeps saying it. My father was not financially involved. And then the poor guy is being... He's being a, he's victim of a witch hunt. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed door session session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. They've ridiculed my struggle with addiction, They've belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me, 
all to embarrass and damage my father, who has do- devoted his entire public life to service. Well, I, there's a question of whether or not he devoted any part of his public life to serving himself. Um, but let's be clear about a couple of things. We should not mock addiction, and we should cheer recovery. But both addiction and recovery are not excuses that should be able to work in a court of law or regarding how Congress engages the very idea of impeachment when your father, because of his blinding love for you, does something that might very well be in violation of his oath. It should not keep you from having to deal with crimes committed while in that state. You lied on a federal form, Form 4473, and purchasing of a firearm. I believe you should go to jail for that. You didn't check the wrong box. You are in print talking about your addiction issues and then said you weren't under the control of any substances. Now, what, what about, I, I am not an expert on Form 4473. I should look it up. You purchase a firearm and you got you to gotta, you gotta fill out uh, the form for, for the ATF, right? Um, does the form 4473 ask any questions of have you ever had a uh, depression or anything like that? Because, you know, you answer the question and now what are they going to, are they going to decide you can't purchase a firearm because you've been depressed before in your life? I would consider that to be a foolhardy thing. Depression is not something that I would deny somebody a firearm for, and not something that I think uh, should prohibit somebody or make somebody a prohibited possessor. But being convicted, being under the influence, these things we have via adjudication, we have shown means you don't get access to, to to purchasing a firearm. So, I am not in favor of limiting people's rights. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But when somebody lies, when they lie, they should have to deal with the consequences of those lies. I want to know if you're now telling a lie about your father's relationship to your business. And follow up, I want to know why it is that the everything that the House of Representatives, the Republicans have found regarding checks, regarding bank accounts, and the rest, why that shouldn't be Something that's investigated. I've got the great weasel Adam Kinzinger who wants to let us all know that there's absolutely no evidence 
that has been found against Joe Biden? I mean, I thought politically and like message wise, it was a brilliant move. I mean, they have made it clear that they're willing to testify in public. You know, I, I, I think Manu in his report said some of the senators were saying, well, it's great. He needs to do it under oath. Well, he can do that under oath in public. He has made it clear. I think his concern is, look, when we go behind closed doors, the Republicans in the House have already made it clear they've deemed him guilty. They've deemed the, the president guilty on no evidence. As they've said, no evidence. This tonight, this vote tonight, potentially for an impeachment inquiry, will be the first time in American history that they're using an impeachment inquiry not to get to you know justice, hesitate, hesitate, but we have to get to justice, but as a way to go on a fishing expedition. You're going to have all day on CNN these so-called moderate Republicans come on and talk about how, boy, they don't know if he's guilty, but they have to do this so they can get to the answer of some things. This is the first time in history that will happen, and a lot of them are going to take that approach. because You mean every other inquiry, they knew the person was guilty? If they knew Trump was guilty, how come Trump wasn't removed from office? Wait a second, Representative Kinzinger. Let's talk about how bad you are at this. They knew every other inquiry in the history of mankind. They knew the guy was guilty. If you knew he was guilty, what'd you need the inquiry for? You have checks. You have patterns. You have relationships. You have emails. Why shouldn't there be an inquiry? Why shouldn't there be an investigation? Now, if you didn't have those things and you just said, well, we think he did this, you'd have nothing. But stop telling us you have nothing when you clearly have something. When you have a series of something, a multiple of somethings. I'm now supposed to believe that Adam Kinzinger is a good guy, a decent guy, a fine guy, an honorable guy. Oh, holy hell. They'll vote to do it tonight. And I think that what Hunter Biden did is going to confirm that even amongst the most skeptical Republican. You just made a public statement. I'm a bad seed, but my dad's a glorious guy and he's not responsible for any of these shenanigans. But did he profit off of any of them? Did he get you the gig? Whether it be Burisma Or anything else. And did anything change. To then get a dollar into his pocket. That's the question. Again. If you ask me about actual impeachment. Actual impeachment. I'm in the 50-50 camp kids. I'm 50-50 on this one. But always remember. Don't let anybody fool you. The hell. The bloody hell. This is about the legal. It's political. It's political. We will see. But I think that this from Hunter Biden, these crocodile tears, I think this um, is going to ensure that the vote happens. And for the record, if Donald Trump Jr. had said, the light... They're trying to use the light of my father's love and turn it into darkness. 
the entirety of CNN and MSNBC would be hyperventilating and it would be the only joke told on every late night talk show for the next year. The light of my father's love and turning it into darkness. Good Lord. This is Tony Katz today. You know, they make the tchotchkes. And some of them are really awesome. They have laid off 11% of its staff. It's a very challenging environment. Yet, I can show you how happy Janet Yellen is, the Treasury Secretary. Oh, the outcomes are looking great. Everything's looking terrific. Oh, we're totally going to hit the Fed uh, rate of 2%. So when do you think the Fed will achieve its 2% inflation target? When does that happen? Well, my expectation is that inflation will continue to come down. And I would frankly expect, I don't want to do a precise forecast here for you, but I think when we come to the end of uh, 2024, two is certainly you know, likely to be um, the first, the first numeral, and um, I, th- you know, I think we're getting a lot, a lot closer. How oh, is that right? According to Josh Silverman, CEO of Etsy, quote: "We are operating in a very challenging macro and competitive environment, and gross merchandise sales has remained essentially flat since 2021. This means we are not bringing our sellers more sales, which is the single most important thing we could do for them. At the same time, employee expenses have grown." even as we have introduced significant cost-cutting measures and adjusted or paused hiring plans. This is ultimately not a sustainable trajectory, and we must change it. Who am I supposed to believe? The Secretary of the Treasury or Etsy, which is small business dealing with small business? I think I'm going to put my money on the Etsy folk. Meanwhile, the Fed is talking today. And will they start moving away from the rate hikes and start discussing bringing rates down? Now, I must say to you, I do not expect, I do not expect any rate declines in the first half of 2024. It is possible we'll see some in the second half of 2024. The people who take part in the surveys who think that the rates uh, um, are going to come down a full percent, the federal funds rate, I think they're kidding themselves. I think that is indeed wishful fantasy thinking. And the people screaming soft landing, meaning that the U.S. will not go into recession as a way of bringing down inflation. I would agree that that's the hope. I would want that as much as they would want that. But they're fantasizing about it. I don't think the reality shows it. You know what I think the reality shows? Etsy laying off 11% of its staff. I think that's more of a, uh, of a stat line. Especially when you consider these are small businesses 
selling to individuals and the sales are flat. Hmm. This is Tony Katz today. not financially involved in any way with his business. Do you accept that? Uh, I'm going to uh, take the same position I've taken since 2019, that all I can say is there's some indication of maybe some compromise uh, with China particularly, uh, but I have no evidence of it, and I'm going to just follow the facts where they are, and the facts haven't taken me to that point where I can say that the president's guilty of anything. That right there was Chuck Grassley in the halls of the U.S. Senate. He's a senator from Iowa. You've got Hunter Biden, who didn't show up for the deposition, instead spoke outside of the Capitol, flanked by Eric Swalwell, which was just a glorious, glorious narrative. (laughs) They were probably, I assume, Just trading tips on how to bang Chinese spies. No? Yes? Can I get a ruling? Because we understand that Eric Swalwell was having sex with a Chinese spy. Or at least that's the allegation. I don't actually believe he has what it takes to have sex with a Chinese spy. That's just, you know, based on my assessment of the non-man that he is. But neither here nor there. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-468-8669. 833 got Tony. Chuck Grassley is going to let the facts take him and, and, and lead his decision making. He hasn't seen it yet. Okay. Remember, this is a senator. If there's an impeachment, the Senate is then the jury. And they will sit and they will hear the evidence. That's what will happen. The House will determine impeachment. And part of an inquiry is to show what's what. I say let them do their work. Tesla recalling nearly all vehicles sold in the U.S. to fix the autopilot, which is super weird. More than 2 million vehicles being recalled to update software and fix a defective system that's supposed to ensure drivers are paying attention when using autopilot. Like there are systems out there that'll actually, it it watches your eyes. And if you're not paying attention to the road, it'll say, warning, danger, Will Robinson, or I don't know, give you an electric shock. I I don't know what it does. Does something like that. This comes after a two year investigation by the NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration into crashes that happened while the autopilot partially automated driving system was in use. And yes, some of these were deadly. That's a pretty big recall. Two million. That's a pretty, pretty big recall indeed. You know, this, this, 
again, I am not anti-electric vehicle. I find the autopilot stuff super weird. I'm not going to say no. I always have. But I'm not anti-electric vehicle. And there are plenty of recalls that happen with uh, cars all over the place. 200,000 cars here, 500,000 cars here, 186,000 cars. Recalls happen. It's just that it's it's being re- on a system. It's recalled for a system that I think is just, you know, they're, they're, they're desperate for this to work, specifically in the world of trucking. And I'm, I am freaked out for truckers in a way. I mean, th- th- we want to automate this, this system to the point where we're taking out the human element. I don't know if we're better off if we're taking out the human element when it comes to trucking. I, I think we do a... But I don't think we do a pretty great job, or I should say I, I think we do a pretty lousy job on letting truckers go at, at, at what could be seen as their pace. A, a, a their proper pace. We we put them into these levels of constriction about you can only drive at these times, and you're only allowed this many hours, and you can't break it up this way, and and uh Lord forbid you make a mistake on your log, and and it's 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 very strange. It's it's abusive in in, in a bunch of ways. I just think that we should be more recognizing of when truckers are, are driving. And, and some may uh, think the night driving is better than the day driving, uh, et cetera. And if, if they're taking a break, isn't a break a break? It, uh, no, but only exists if, if it works within, you know, th- this amount of time and, 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 and broken up in this way. It seems, it doesn't seem protective. It seems onerous. So the idea of the of the truckers being able to just, you know, have the autopilot, well, that look how much it'll resolve. I don't. I don't know if I believe that's going to resolve all the issues. I think it creates a a, a, a series of 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 problems. Um, autopilot at what speed? Um, autopilot is in, and its capabilities of recognizing how many issues, certainly you would still have somebody in the truck, right? You're not talking about removing the driver. Well, if the driver is still staring at the road, not even engaged with the vehicle, how are they possibly more refreshed? How, how, where's... I want to know where the safety win is. I want to know where the actual cost reduction is or the value to us, the end user, who's paying less for the good that's shipped from point A to point B. I don't think that's been shown. Or maybe I should take it personally to, to a level of my satisfaction or at least understanding I don't see where it's been shown. I, I don't. I, I think that we're, 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 we're playing this game where we think that the technology is going to solve all things. The technology is not going to solve all things. There's a need for people. I, I just, uh, be, before the show began, uh, my, my plumber was here. Um, for, for an addition, we're, we're adding for some studio space, and I'm putting a, 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 a bath in, 
And, and you realize you can't automate any part of this. You, you, you need that guy to do the work. We're so desperate to push every job that is code this, automation this, AI this. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm not saying we shouldn't be presenting these opportunities. And we want uh, even significant segments of the population to be able to engage these opportunities. But with everything that Mike Rowe has talked about and every conversation that has, has come about, have we... Have we really, really moved in a direction to hire more truck drivers? There was a, uh, I think it was put forth by, by of all people, Secretary Buttigieg, about ways to attract more, more truckers. It was uh, the Biden-Harris administration trucking action plan to strengthen America's trucking workforce. I said trucking workforce. And this had to do with COVID and a whole series of things. And it talks about how much driving they're doing versus the amount of time they're allowed to drive maximum and what's not being used and and a series of these things. What are we doing on a local level? What are we doing on a local level? I've got Kay on, uh, on Twitter X, who usually hates me. Uh, I'm an owner-operator trucker. We are a long way from letting 50,000 pounds going down a public highway unmanned. I'm not saying no. I'm saying that that's where they clearly want to get to. I want to know where the, where the value is in, in the idea of, of the whole autopilot thing for truckers. And I was about to get to the real part two of this, the part two that makes that part one conversation so much more impactful. What are we doing on a local level to go get these people? To share the value of this career. I discussed this in, 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 in the concept of high schools by noting that we don't teach home ec. Sometimes the basic things matter most. And we're so focused on, on, on so many top-line subjects, we're forgetting what it is that we're teaching ourselves, our children, and what are we, what are we avoiding? What values are they not getting because we're not sharing them? You cannot live a life if you can't balance a checkbook. You can, financial illiteracy is insane. I don't know if I could conquer literacy rates or bring literacy rates to 100% in the United States. I don't know. Well, they did it in Cuba. Oh, that's not an answer, you commie freak. They did it in China. Sure. If you couldn't read, you probably ended up in a mass grave or they threw you in a jail cell. And of course, you have to read what we tell you to read. I don't know if I can do that. But financial literacy, where you understand how to balance a checkbook and you understand the importance of long-term strategic investing for your future and why you pay yourself first, we can't teach this? I've got an entire subset of, of, of a population that understands StockX. They understand the price of a pair of Jordan 4s 
and the highs and the lows and this color and whether is it the off-white and this and that, and they can do all of that mathematics. We can't turn that into how to balance a checkbook? Come now. We have to. Governors should be working on this everywhere. Local municipalities should be demanding this. And by the way, and I'd use StockX as the, as, as the example. There could be 100 others. Kids should be studying that. There should be actual tickers in the schools showing where sneakers are. And then you could show a couple other things. Oh, here's where, here's where uh, sneakers are. Here's where the gold price is, kids. Okay, here's, here's, uh, here's uh, these blue chip stocks over here. And keep an eye on them. Sure as hell a lot better than a freaking TikTok video. It's an, and it's about investable futures. And you're like, investing in sneakers? It's the concept that then moves you to the opportunity. How many schools have adopted, hey, trucking's a fine career. Let's talk about it. Plumbing is a fine career, and you'll be in need. You'll get paid. Oh, you're going to get sweaty, but you're going to get paid. Let's talk about it. There are people working on these things. What I want to know is if, if we're going to talk about the need for technology and trucking, and, and it's just so we all understand each other, the country comes to a standstill if there's no trucking. That's it. And all these people have green this and environmental that, they can all kiss off. Trucking matters. Without trucking, goods don't get from point A to point B. Business ends. People starve. That's it. Don't want to hear about your green crap. You losers. You'll destroy a society if you destroy the truckers. Just for the sake of clarity, I bring that up. Where's the movement? A lot of talk. And I'm glad for that. Guys like Mike Rowe, unbelievably glad for them. For, the, for, for them being out there and engaging. Well, now let's talk about the doing. Let's talk about the doing. Because this Tesla story about the, the autopilot, I mean, this is what they want the future to be. I'm not mad at Tesla. I am saying that autopilot is not all it's cracked up to be. And if you're going to have autopilot, you still need somebody in that cockpit, in that truck. And we are going to be a pretty messed up nation without those people. This is Tony Katz today. You know, I know I get weird emails and weird solicitations all the time. But somebody wants to sell me an acre lot in North Carolina. I, 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 what I, I don't know what to do with, with this. First of all, where in North Carolina? I don't know. I see. I don't know. So hold on. Wait. Where in the world is? Th- all right. There's Columbus, North Carolina, and there's. No, I'm I'm talking about where the, this. You wait. Do you, you know, you know where that is. You know where Columbus is. No, I'm I'm talking about this. I got this email. Someone wants to sell me a lot 
in North Carolina. And the only things I know about North Carolina is I've been to Charlotte once, loved, loved Charlotte. And uh, my in-laws used to have a place in Asheville and drove down there once and thought Asheville was just super groovy. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on? Oh, this is this is out west. Oh, you're right. There's Hendersonville. Dude, you know your areas. Yeah, this is... I. I don't know why. I, am, am I now the guy you send your your real estate solicitations to? I don't. I, I'm on a list. I'm on a list. Speaking of of of, of lists, um, two things uh, to to note. First, the death of Andre Brower at the age of 61. The actor you knew him as uh, Captain Ray Holt from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, he was in the movie Glory. He was exceptional. But if you want his best work. His work as Detective Frank Pembleton on a show called Homicide, Life on the Streets, which was on, I think it was on ABC, Friday nights. My wife and I wouldn't go out on Friday nights. We'd watch that show. Homicide is in the top five TV for me ever lists. And Brower and that show, Unbelievable. In its writing, in its acting, in its presentation, all of it. I don't get hit much by uh, celebrity things. Andre Brower passing. First of all, a child, 61. So incredibly good. That That is, that is a gone-too-soon guy, for sure. This is Tony Katz today.